welcome back to the Music Buds episode 24. As always, it is me, Preston Bud, with my buds here. I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead and plug your shit. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chris over here. I have another podcast called The Podcast About Nothing. Check us out. We just dropped a new episode today. Shine out. The beings that make the world go around, which is the women. So check us out, man. We just wanted to shout out the women in our lives. And uh, pass it to my boy, Jarrell. Thank you, sir. What's going on, everybody? This is uh, Jarrell. You can follow me at JPal Music on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram.com. I'm so old. Uh, at Instagram, you can follow me there. Uh, I also do a video game podcast called the Gamers for Life podcast with my friend Arthur Thomas. Uh, typically, that, that comes out every Saturday. We have YouTube video content as well, so be sure to check that out. And I am a musician. I love the guitar. I am a guitarist. And I have a podcast called the 440 Guitar Podcast. I've interviewed a lot of really great musicians, such as Josh Smith, uh, Mark Letiri, uh, Orianti, uh, the guitarist from Chicano Batman, uh, it's really, some really, really, really great uh, folks. So feel free to check that out. We're on episode 80. New episodes coming out pretty soon. Some other music stuff as well is coming around, um, but uh, more to be uh, more to be uh, you know communicated uh, in the future. So I can't wait for that. By the way, you told me about it, <laughs> yep. and um, we we have our co-host again, Fatima. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, hey what's popping, y'all? Yeah, I'm back for another one because it was just too good. I had too much fun last time. Like, I had to do this again. Y'all could catch me on IG. I ain't got no podcast. You know, they mad fancy. Yet. You know what I mean? Um, yet. I ain't doing it yet. But uh, y'all could catch me on IG at The Native Ambition. Again, that's at The Native Ambition altogether. No spaces, no dots, nothing special. And yeah, let's get back into this yeah, special episode. We got. I, I didn't even shout out my IG. Uh, at Fuck you, IG. Don't jump. No, <laughs> no, 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 man. Don't jump. No, equality, bro. Equality. You said that IG, <laughs> goddammit. Equality. Yeah, <laughs> no, my bad about that though. Uh, Bristopher Reeves. Wait, is it Bristopher underscore Reeves or is it yep. Bristopher? Christopher underscore Reeves. No affiliation. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, just, I was trying to throw you a ball, bro. I'm trying to be like, nah, man, quality. Everybody gets there. He's still, like, Chris is like, he's still wait, I gotta do like, How long have you had your IG, bro? Okay, let's go. Let's, go. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. So I'm just going. All right. But anyway, we got, a, we got a special guest yes. here today, Brandon Leak. If you listened to last week's episode, he was one of the artists on the Project level it was brandon league and black chakra hey. our longest episode and it wasn't even like we were trying it was three hours of straight talking about the project so welcome brandon happy to have brandon. you thank you pleasure to be here uh if you want to follow me it's brandon leak ctm or you could just type my name in b-r-a-n-d-o-n-l-e-a-k-e and on pretty much everything outside of twitter i have a blue check mark don't care about bragging about that. Just it's easy to say. That is a stuff. That is a like 70,000 followers. Because like, there's people with like mad followers. They're like, I can't get the fucking blue check mark. They want me to submit something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll keep it a stack. I'd rather have 500,000 followers. Than a blue check. That's true. 
because the real talk is I could generate so much income on 500,000 yeah. followers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, before we get into, I'm like, I know a person. I I saw an Instagram account with 12 followers. (laughs) Excuse me. What? Huh? Oh yeah, you put it that way. I don't mean shit then. (laughs) Who sent him the blue checks? Who sent him? Yeah, that's a good good point. I was like, oh man, are they a blue check plug right now? I ain't never see that before. That's crazy. Yeah, what's the fuck? Where they do that? that Fuck you, verified in. Verified is some bullshit. Verified <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. But um, before we get into this episode, I you we were talking a little bit off the podcast, and you were saying that you you were getting flown out for some promos and all that stuff. Like, is there anything you could talk about? Like, what you got going on? Oh yeah, um, if you happen to be in Las Vegas between November fourth and December tenth. I will be doing my residency at the Luxor Hotel on Tuesday through Saturday, two shows a night um, alongside several other winners of America. Oh, yeah, by the way, for people who don't know, I want America's Got Talent. Hey, that's right. That's right. I did not know that. You hit the button, Jerome. You hit the button. You slapped it. It's a different system. I don't have the button. But we appreciate you. But no, so I, uh, I'm i the first poet to ever make the show, the first poet to ever win the show. So I won uh, back in 2020. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I'm i here because it's a part of winning the show. You got to come, come do your time out here in Vegas. And uh, if you're in Reno on November 14th or December 5th, um, I'm doing a one-man play called Insomnia which is featuring nine of my spoken word pieces um, stitched together to make a single play about a college senior's last week in school and him stressing. Wow. Wow. Absolutely relate. That already Absolutely relatable. <laughs> Absolutely relatable. Awesome. Okay, I got I got like four vacation days left on both of my jobs. I'm going to come out to Reno. I've never been to Reno, but that sounds good. I'm going to come out for that show. That sounds good. But yeah, that definitely sounds dope. Everything you got going on, but you are here because last week we had one of our probably most intriguing episodes and most intriguing albums. And you did say you listened to all three albums, uh, all three hours of it. So while you're here, would you? What did you think about everything that we had to say? Oh no, I uh, I know one thing that like uh, probably most people like like insecure people would probably feel a type of way would be like oh yo like they like black chakra's parts better than mine i'm like mm-hmm. i don't care <laughs> like because black chakra and i have vastly different yeah. styles which is why we came together to do the album in the first place um i loved it i loved all three hours which is why i stayed and listened i mean it it was indicative of the fact that we made a project that was worthy of the listen but also provocative enough to make people think and talk um which was the whole goal i mean like hearing you all talk about high school it did the exact job it was mm-hmm. supposed to do. you know what i mean like that doing time poem was meant to be a reflection on just how broken high school is um uh and my uh yeah. Preston, um uh like even like for instance like you talking about like yo man like like the whole, you know, theology aspect of of the album didn't really sit well with me because, like, that was something that, like, you know, you have a history mm-hmm. with. Like, that's really good commentary because, like, I have a theology hey. degree. And so, like, being able to, like, 
hear that and hear the experience from somebody um, who has like such negative, such negative past with it. It's like, cool. Like, how do I continue to like stand in, stand in the truth that I believe in, but also be able to like, be opening and welcoming to those who may not carry wait, the same wait, thing. Real quick, let's say which part did you talk about specifically? Because uh, I'm not even sure. <laughs> you guys don't you're passing like Catholic school and stuff, like yeah. Uh, the the like, part about the religion yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Exactly okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Like like I I as I said like I I have so many mental notes from the entire time. Like, uh, Jarrell cracked me up on several occasions when uh, he was just making these like offshoot comments about other things that y'all was saying, which seems to be his quip. That <laughs> you, can, you can blame my, you can blame uh, my father. <laughs> <laughs> I get it from my dad. Just like that yeah. one. <laughs> and so, but no, like I, I loved it. And um, one thing I, I do really appreciate is that you all like took the time to really focus on the words um and appreciated the instrumentation um because uh we actually made this album the exact inverse of how hip-hop is made Mm -hmm. we uh we went into the studio recorded our tracks with just our audio and then sent them to my boy ferris to then create instrumentals that went behind oh that's interesting and that was going to be one of my questions. Like, what was your formula behind actually making this album? Because, like, how it sounds is, like, awesome. It sounds like your voices were definitely in front of the instrumentals. And mm-hmm. I was just curious as to how that was made. So I'm glad you just answered that because that's that's ingenious. Yeah, it's for me, that's the only real way to do a spoken word album without turning it into hip hop, because like each spoken word artist has their own cadence. Like me and Chakra have two Mm -hmm. different cadences that we were able to like get to fit pretty well together. Um, At some points, like I uh, like I know I know several people who are like, it's hard to tell whose voice is whose. I think you mentioned it at one point. Oh, that was <laughs> I, I knew whose voice was what. The person was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so for me, it was like, I, I already know Chakra's kind of like wordplay. So when I heard certain things, I was like, okay, this is Chakra. <laughs> like, like, so, but, but yeah, it was, it was a little hard to tell. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Like I mentioned in the last episode. Nah, there was one line that you gave to Chakra that I was like, I said it. Kudos. Kudos to you. Both of y'all, man. Both of y'all. No, yeah, like I. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, Jerome. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, you know, um, I think. Cause I know from the last episode we were like, I wonder if this is just like bias when it comes to like, just like kind of some of the things that stuck out. But I think, I think part of it for a lot of your lines, I really like too, because it provided a different perspective, especially with the song, with the first track, I keep calling everything a song when it's not, um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like music, buds brain, the first song, um, but the first track inheritance, like, like how that, how that track was set up and with like you talking about, you talking about like, you know, like a, like a, a boy, cha- like a boy, like wanting to have like a father figure in their life and kind of like chasing that and like the, the need for that. And then Chaka talking about like, 
you know, just like the, the, the pain and all that stuff and the lineage, like the, it was such a very like just well-rounded, like just like track and just a great way to start the project. So like part of me wonders, um, you guys cover so much on the on level like was was there an intention of like okay we wanted to talk about this 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 or was there like a like a was it like it was like a concept project and you know all those things tied together yeah it was a concept project um so like something that nobody knows you guys will get this the only people who know this is uh we actually recorded interludes for every track hmm and it was supposed to be stitched together to tell this through mm -hmm. story. Um, but we submitted this album to win a Grammy. I told you, Preston. I told you it was intentional. That's why the Grammy was on the Grammy. I'm like, bro, it's on the fucking art. It's backwards. And I was like, and I was like, I was like, but I was like, they can absolutely win a Grammy because this is a fucking amazing project. But I was like, this is absolutely intentional. Sorry, sorry. Please continue. I was going to say a bit of history. A poet has never won the category. Wait for spoken word uh it's always been audiobooks so like only one poet in the history of its creation for the grammy awards has ever even been nominated wow. and that was two years ago and they were nominated against Whoa. michelle obama <laughs> oh, so wow. so, <laughs> that's insane because there's like comedian like audiobooks that have been around for ages that have won grammys like i know like Mm. Adam Sandler won some and like Steve Martin and Robin Williams and the list goes on. So it's so weird to me that that art isn't recognized as, I mean, actually it doesn't surprise me because it's the fucking Grammys. Yeah, exactly. But it's so odd because like, that's such an, that's, you know what I'm talking about? But, uh, but it's so odd that it's not such a, like a recognized <laughs> profound art, you know, like, what the hell you know so so yeah. what i was gonna say before we begin into the grammy conversation when it came to the part of the concept project like how did you decide to lay out this project like in general like where where was your i will take credit for that part you said you're gonna take credit or you're not um i'll take credit for that one um because i hit so like i hit chakra up and i was like yo i want to do an album with you because he and I wrote one poem together, and that actually was Rich Man oh, Foreman. Wow, that's that so very it's my favorite one, bro. Yeah. And Preston yeah, was like, "You'll be all right." And I'm like, like, "No, it's great." Like, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> I was like, "That's, that's a no, great fucking thing." Yeah. FBI, the, you can't pronounce the R. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> or the L, you can't pronounce the L. Of the but R. no, that that poem was just like a feeler for us to see whether or not we could actually work together. And when it went so smooth, we were like cool let's make an album um and so i gave him four ideas for tracks he gave me four ideas for tracks and i was like okay let's arrange them this way and let this be the storyline that we use to share and essentially the storyline was two young black men on separate sides of the on separate sides of the u.s who are going through the same experience mm. um and so it's a it's a the whole album is supposed to be indicative of generational healing where you start with inheritance and even small things built mm -hmm. into the poems so like the first line of black boy born beretta which comes after inheritance is my grandma's always told me yeah 
that your mouth is as loud as because your grandfather's. It's a lineage yeah. thing that gets passed down. Um, and then rage comes after Black Boy Born Beretta because you hear the gunshot at the end, and then now you hear all the news articles flowing through because you just witnessed somebody mm-hmm. die. Got you. Um, and then you go into show and prove off of rage because what fuels our rage even further? The idea that we have to constantly be 100% yeah. mm-hmm. all the time. We are a standard, not just for ourselves, but for our culture, which I don't remember who said they loved that. Uh, line, I think it was me. I think that. that was my favorite track on there. Show improving. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that was you. Um, and then coming off of that, we then go into the place where we have to prove ourselves the most. Mm-hmm. Which was high school for a majority yeah. of us. Constant proving yeah. ground. Like, whose dick is bigger in this room? <laughs> type of thing. There's a lot of static everywhere. <laughs> who's flyer? You feel me? And then from there, it's like, well, how do you respond to all of this brokenness? And historically, Black people have always been empathetic, have always been the ones to care and love in spite of. And then we go into love, which builds off of that. Um, and so that was like the through line of the album. And we were like, how do we want to close it out? Like, let's tell them where we're from. Like, let's tell them, you know, like, like we can loop this album back around to where it's like where I'm from leads to what I've been given this inheritance. Is, that I, I think Jarrell mentioned Rich Man, that, Poor Man was uh, in that. It was circled all the way back to the very beginning mm-hmm. yeah. of where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Rich Man, Poor Man was really like a, a bonus mm-hmm. track. We always love the bonus tracks. <laughs> like with Festus Project, we're like, oh my God, I'm so glad yeah. that was in there. Like, you know, the bonus tracks. Yeah. yeah it was like, you, that should have been a lot yeah. more on the project. I, mm-hmm. I, I will say, I am, I'm, 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 I might be like a, repeating myself from the last uh the last episode, but I'm so glad you guys talked about love and empathy because, yeah. you know, once again, like, since this is going to be heard by, you know, people of all of all walks of life, you know, all people of color, you know, I, I knew that there's going to be some of those tracks that wouldn't resonate as hard, you know, as someone of that, that's black, you know, or of, of color. So like with the empathy and love, especially empathy, I'm so glad you guys had a track about that. You know what I mean? I'm so glad just because that's you have to have empathy to give a shit about any of this. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm really glad you guys had that in there. Um, I'm actually curious, speaking of um, like the empathy and everything, what was the timeline like for the making of this project? Like between what times? Because I know we mentioned around COVID and George Floyd and everything, and we definitely heard clips from that. But like, what was like, yeah. Oh, wow. So when we made it. Um, So we started writing in July of this year. And we finished at the and we finished at the top of August, and then he came out. Um, we recorded the whole album in three days, and then sent the tracks off. My boy Ferris made the instrumentals in a week for the whole mm-hmm. album. Three days, um, wow. and then I went into the studio, and all of those like little sounds, like the creaking door, like the drip water, like the dripping water, like the sirens and stuff. I went and added those um, at different moments, which took me about like another four or five days to like 
listen, hear placement. Yeah. You got to mix and master and then, you know, go listen to it in the car to see if it sounds any good. Hey, I told you, see, different media is headphones. the spot, bro. Different media. You have to, mul- you have to do. car you, is the spot. Yes, you have to do multiple plays. We, we talked about Anyway, keep going, brother. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, my go-to is the car. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like you listen to it with some good headphones because they'll give you like, oh, this is what I want it to be. And then you listen to it with some like, crappy like walmart headphones and you'd be like sweet this sucks <laughs> you, know, you know i mean be like dog this is this is what the general populace is going to hear i can't exactly. have them listening to this oh uh, and then uh we finished the album completely august 27th submitted it and then uh yeah so we uh made an album in essentially two wow. months that that's fucking crazy that's and, and honestly you would yeah. not be able to tell from the way that the project sounds exactly yeah. the quality is crazy yeah. Crazy. yeah and you would think with a little time you know you would hear so many consistencies with like different albums and stuff but you really don't hear anything you you can see a lot of work and effort has been put into this project and honestly he and i were never in the same room when we wrote it so he edited five poems i edited mm-hmm. four of them um i edited inheritance i edited um rage um i edited love and where i'm okay. from nice oh. and technically he edited four because earn your keep slash show and prove isn't edited at all it's just yeah. two separate yeah. pieces ah, yeah. that's so. crazy because it sounds like it would have been edited but <laughs> it sounds like it was in sync kind of nah. yeah it does yeah. It was just one of those tracks where we said, because we were looking at the poems that we both wrote and we were like, these two don't match. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what if we just did these as solos? He was like, but on the same track? I was like, yeah. And so um, my boy Ferris, I sent him this Afrobeat track that I wanted to be sampled mm-hmm. for mine. And he basically like took it. And my boy Ferris plays like 26 instruments. So he played all wow. of it live. Oh, shout out to the boy. Yeah, Ferris. Yeah. He's my like I'm I'm really excited. I get the chance to oh, hire him full time. Oh, That's what I'm talking about right here. Um, Keep it in the fan. <laughs> Keep it in the fan. Always always hire the homies first. Yeah. Only if they yeah. qualify. Yep. Only qualify. if they qualify. No hand up. <laughs> Show no and prove, ups. literally. Earn your tape. I had a because fr- here's a cold reality. I had a, I, we talked about this earlier. I had a homie who reached out to me. was like, I want to open up for you in Vegas. And I was like, nah. That's fair. Wait, real I'm quick, like, I'm going to throw some and shade. It, he was like, that, why? That's, was that's like, super real for some California dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw some shade out there. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nah, I ain't Have you never been California to Los Angeles, California? Honest. Yes, no, I have been. And I've Not enough, no bro. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I told him, I was like, yo, man, they're going to be paying like 50 to $150 a ticket to get into this show. And I can't have them. I can't have you be the first thing they see. And he was like, that hurt. And I was like, no, that's honest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's honest, bro. I'm like, if you want to be good at this, you got to put in time. I'm like, you do the same poems you did five years ago. Yeah. I can't have you open up. I'm like, 
we can work on it. I'm like, you want to go to work? We got a whole seven months until yeah. until then. That could change. He uh, he hasn't written a new poem since. But essentially, wow. you oh, could have saved. You could have really saved him from a lot of potential blackballing or people, you know, pursuing. See, like him being away, we're like, oh, like this guy is like not it. You know, and he wouldn't. Essentially, you could have saved his career retrospectively as a poet. You know what I mean? So you kind of doing him a favor. Fam, in the words of Dave Chappelle from The Closer, I was like a cool, I was like a cold glass of water after a handful okay of salt. Now. Like, that's exactly how that would have been. So, um, but nah, I, uh, I just respect people who put in the work because I sucked at poetry for a long time. <laughs> I was ass. And then... Um, yeah. I put in the work to get good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the uh, the part of the poetry aspect that you think you were bad at? Was it like a like like what was the oh, thing that you were like, man, so I need to work things. on this? <laughs> um, I've always been a really good storyteller. Um, studying battle rap helped me learn how to be a better punchline person. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. So, like. I study so many different art forms to be good at what I do. Like I study comedy, like I study Dave Chappelle for callbacks. He's a master at that. Cause like for instance, yeah. space He's juice. A master at that. Like he made the space Jews joke at the top, which most folks are like, mm-hmm. okay, that's random. Then he comes back later, calls it back. And now it makes way more sense. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shoot. So like I have a poem that I did on AGT called Puff about my sister who passed away when I was four. Um, and at the top of the poem, I say, I got two facts for you. One, I'm six feet tall. And two, love is the most vulnerable thing one will ever experience. At the end of the poem, I say, how about I trade my six feet for yours, but that's not real. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so I'm like, that's my, that's, that came from me studying comedy and callbacks and being able to do that like studying battle rap. Like one of my favorite lines on the album is, you know, where I'm from be one story, but somehow we still got drug addicts. Yeah. Wow. And then that, that whole, that whole poem, by the way, is fucking wild. <laughs> I have a quick question. Um, you said that you you was listening to battle rap for inspiration as far as punchline goes. Is there anybody specific that you was listening to as far as, I mean, the punchline punchline god right now is Rum Nitty. Like mm. that boy will punch Rum your life crazy out. right now. Um, but uh, I like my favorite battle rappers to listen to Lux because mm. uh, he's a he's a craftsman. Um, Nitty Geechee. Um, who else do I really like? Uh, Daylight, of course, just because yeah, how lyrical he is. But Daylight's his style insane. confuses me. Um. The only thing I don't like about Daylight is um, Daylight does not concern himself with the average listener ever. Is that a bad thing though? He's a, he's like abs, he's like absolute. Yeah. Like is, is that a bad thing? It's not always a bad thing, but like, for instance, me and Shocker could have been way more lyrical on our album, but we wanted for it to be consumable. For people like daylight is a rapper's rapper, okay. like rap niggas <laughs> love yeah. daylight. <laughs> like as far as double entendres, um, daylight, like everything. You feel me? Um, 
and I would say probably my fifth. Uh, ooh, oh, um, kid out of Jersey, real sick. Get out of Jersey, real sick. What was that? No, nah, he's oh, another right. battle rapper. Yo, only person I know fan. from Jersey yeah. is Chris. Chris is the battle rapper. Yeah, Sue Surf yeah, is nah. the only battle rapper from Jersey he, I've heard of. He, uh, Sue Surf choked me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. He's not lying, though, man. He's not lying. He do be choking, but he good, though. Sue Surf, he has godly moments, but, you know, sometimes you get a little too much for him. Sue Surf is Mr. Two on a Pass. You play that space, bro. I hear you. You feel me? You like, hey, yo, man, I got two in a possible. You might get a third for me. You feel me? You might hey, get a third. I don't even get the third for you. Like. But. Right. That's <laughs> it's just like, you should have told me two, bro. So. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm actually kind of curious. At this point where we feel, at least, or at least, at least I feel, like you are a great spoken word poet. What was the worst time you bombed? Or the first time that you realized it was like, oh shit, I bombed. <laughs> Actually, um, oddly enough, it was trying out for America's Got Talent the mm, first time. Really? Was the first time. So I tried out in 2017. Okay. Um, and the way they, so what happens is you get 90 seconds mm-hmm. to audition. And I wrote a 90 second poem I didn't take the time to memorize it. And I was like, oh. I'm not going to be able to memorize it in time. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to spit a poem that I have that's longer than 90 seconds. And then if they don't stop me, I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep going. And so um, when you audition, there's like thousands of people who show up. They put numbers on you like cattle. It's a really weird thing. Um, and uh, they bring you into a room with a talent agent, a camera, and a videographer. And there's 10 of you. And they say, your 90 seconds starts now. And then you essentially just do your thing, whatever your art is. And I was the only poet out of 7,850 wow. singers or so, dancers of some sort. Yep, singers, dancers, comedians, uh, sword swallowers. I saw a dude breathing oh, fire. Um, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Um, so I'm doing my poem and I get to a point where I'm like, cool, this is 90 seconds. He hasn't stopped me yet. He's like, Thank you. No! Oh. I know, being from theater, I know what that means. No! Oh, that ain't shit. I'm sorry. That ain't shit for that. Oh, damn. And so I go sit down and I'm like, okay. And I talked to another person who he had told me, he's like, man, I've tried out for the show a bunch. And I was like, okay. I'm like, is that normal? He's like, yeah, that happens all the time. And I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> you ain't never made right. the show. So right. Oh, yeah, the whole time. Oh, He's like, well, you God. still here, so fuck. Many tears. <laughs> and so the way AGT lets you know that you don't make the show is you see commercials with people who you audition with on the show. Damn. Uh, like they don't send you no email. They'll tell you up front. They're like, "Oh yeah, you'll find out if you made the show. If you didn't make the show, you get nothing." <laughs> oh, uh, best of luck next season. Jeez. So uh, <laughs> the poem so, that you that you said that night. Did you ever record it, or is it just like in the files right now? Oh no, I still perform that poem now, but it's not good. Ninety seconds it's good if you hear okay. the whole thing because especially at that time I was a storyteller. 
I didn't have punchlines to keep you hooked early on. You had to get to the end, which was a weakness of mine, um, which is actually me not making the show is what prompted me to, and I tell a lot of artists this, I'm like, you have to learn to not just love your art, but respect your art. Um, and the transition for me happened after that because I said, I loved poetry enough to write it. I didn't respect it enough mm. to learn it. And so um, that's when I started studying battle rap. That's when I started studying comedy. That's when I started studying actors. That's when I started studying, you know, rappers, other poets, writers. I was like, I want to be as engrossed in this as I possibly can to have as much diversity as I can. Being like a student in the like, game, like. Com- I, I grew up, I played division two college basketball. Um, oh, dope. Like basketball was my, like oh. I, Kobe Bryant's favorite oh, basketball player. Oh, like, praise. That was, oh man, I'm only six foot one. So in Stockton, I played center you said at six feet earlier. You lying ass as well. school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the inch of the tuck. Yeah, he had an extra inch there. Yo, depending on the I'll be lying too. I'll be like, I'm five four, but I'm five six on a good day. Okay, now. Feel me? Oh, but I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, nah. Like I, uh, I just started taking. I really started taking a lot of time to just say, "Yo, man, like, what would Kobe do?" And Kobe would engross himself in whatever it was. And it was like, and he would he would get so engrossed in it that it yeah. was it's like a psychotic obsession. Yeah. You feel me? So I be I spent I spent a year just in full study mode and then I made my second album, Deficiencies of Tell from My Dark Side, um, which is like a story about my darkest season of life and how like I uh I really found God again because I stopped believing for a cool for a little while, um, and uh, I toured off that album. Did 150 shows over the course of 10 wow. months. Wow, yeah, 150 that's a lot. sheesh. That's a lot so, of so when's the tour for level? Because you know we need it. Oh, we working on that now. <laughs> we working on that now. Definitely need a New York um, date, man. I was gonna don't forget don't forget Atlanta. Oh, we, we got that. Please coming. don't forget Atlanta. There's a lot of poets out in Atlanta. Well, Atlanta is one like of, one of the, the hot spots, right? Like it's New York, it's, Atlanta. Nah, Texas, but I feel like Atlanta California. right now is like the mecca for spoken word right now. I could yeah, be wrong. It really is. Did you study any playwrights at all? Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that you said in level kind of remind me of like uh, August Wilson. August Wilson like stuff that you'd study any playwrights? Yeah. Um I did. One of the main people I studied was actually oh, wow. Chadwick Boseman. Mm. I love Chadwick Boseman. Wait, he did Especially spoken word? In, um, that last one he did. Nah, he's a playwright. Uh, I don't think, I don't even uh, know if I ever knew that. So I studied him, uh, Denzel Washington. I studied him a bunch. Um, the biggest thing I studied from Denzel yeah, his, was yeah, actually his, uh, Fences. His interpretation of Fences. Fences is a crazy yeah. story. Yeah. Crazy. I actually did a um, monologue. And I, because I loved how Denzel was able to convey emotion without saying a word. Mm. Like, and like every black or minority person was able to feel it instantly. Mm-hmm. It was like, like as soon as he got, like he was like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's like somebody said the wrong thing mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. knew. 
and he didn't have to say a word and like he could have got up and left and everybody be like you need to go because i remember i remember james earl jones he did that he performed as that you know during broadway so if there's any big shoes to fill you know denzel can definitely fill those shoes man so yeah he did a incredible job on that and how they played it was so different. Like James Earl Jones was intimidating a hundred percent of the time. Like, yo, you're going to be scared of me. <laughs> Doesn't matter my call. Denzel was like, no, man. Like I'm jovial. Like I enjoy the time with y'all. Right. That was Denzel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Definitely. Brilliant. So the, um, any of those poems before we like continue, I just want to finish off with this America's Got Talent stuff. Any, did any of those poems that you performed on the show, did you record any of them? Because I, I actually want to go back and like see the, that season now. Oh, it's all, it's all on, YouTube. on YouTube. But did you, did you record any go. of them like separately like off the show? Were you even allowed to? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I had videos for all of them previously. Like they don't yeah. own the content. They just own the video that they produced okay. on the show. Um, and so for myself, it was, uh, how do I phrase it? Um, I would recommend watching the AGT versions because the production value I was able to get from them was really beautiful. Um, a poem I think that y'all would really walk, rock with is my poem called Pookie. Pookie. Okay. Without saying too much, can you give us a little bit of context? Uh, yeah, it's about uh, interaction I had with a racist dude at a gas station. That was not what I got from the title. <laughs> I got New Jack City. Oh, say, wait, the racist dude I was spooky. <laughs> oh, I'm about to say, no, damn. No, no, it's a poem about. It's a poem about mm. my mother's fear every wow, time I leave. That the sounds house. deep. Oh. Because my house nickname is mm. okay. Aww. I'll check that out. That sounds great. Sounds really interesting. And so, uh, after the racist encounter happened, I called my mom and I told her about it. And she was like, "Pookie, I didn't even know you were out of town." Wow, wow. I'm not gonna front. That sounds better than this dude Preston talking about some. I texted my mom talking about. I think. I didn't wow. know how to spell the word in the sixth grade. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds powerful, but, man. I'll have to check that out. It's very but that's, You actually, I, I did. I said, I know I said I wanted to stop, but you bringing your mom into it. Have you had that conversation with your mom? Like, how like how she was able to explain that kind of stuff to you or like what her worries were like does that lead into any of your poems yeah the talk oh yeah i mean um the reason i mean i made pookie off of it for sure but like um i mean like all of who i am informs everything that i create right like i create work that i feel my mom would be proud of when i talk about these types of things like I like, for instance, I did a, I have a poem that I'm working on right now about when I'm going to have to talk with my two children. Cause I have a two month old baby boy and I have a 19 month old baby oh, girl. Congratulations um, by the way. <laughs> and thank you. Um, and so like having like, and having the talk that I'm going to have with them, like I, uh, it's going to be, 
a bit more tactful than the conversation mm-hmm. I had. Like my mom was really tactful, but she did it with my grandma, who's like the <laughs> least tactful person I know. Um, like it was actually in that conversation about how to interact with police that my grandma says the infamous phrase from your favorite poem, Preston. Nigga, you got to be twice as good to get yeah. half as much. As real. Oh. Uh, and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you have to act. She was like, you have to act twice as good to just not be seen as a threat. You can't just be them. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, How much more honest do I, I need to be, motherfucker? Fuck, it's what she's like saying. But yeah. Because I'm, 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 se- yeah. I'm seven. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z on yeah. Tsunami. Oh. And you're interrupting Goku turning Super Yo, Saiyan. And I'm like, why are we having yeah, this conversation? Yeah, talk about it. You know what I mean? It's that this crazy because we did like, talk a lot about that specifically how early on we were experiencing these kind of things. Um, I know Jarrell's mentioned something about an experience he had at kindergarten. Um, I don't think we ever got to it though. I actually did want to bring that up today. Oh yeah, yeah, we never did. Um, it, I mean, yeah. it's it's a super short story, but I think it was something where like we we're all supposed to split up in groups and work on some whatever project or something like something to do with building blocks or whatever. And the kid who I, I was going to be in groups with didn't want to play with me because I was black and that made me cry. And it, it was a kid. Yeah. And that's wow. why I say like racism is taught. Like it's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you see how their right. parents are right. in that type of a scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. And where are you at Darrell? Uh Long Beach, California. Yeah. Long Beach is one of the cities that like showed me just how racially and socioeconomically divided a city can be. Like I remember the distinction between Naples and Long Beach and how like a single street sent you to yachts and expensive houses. And then the next block was a 98 cent store. Yeah. Same with Lakewood. Like Lakewood is not. Yes, (laughs) Yes, nor <laughs> is that lobby channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was out there for like nine months, and I remember driving down, I like, and just like driving around Long Beach because I worked at um, the Pike. I worked at the Nike on the Pike, and um, I remember just like seeing the major difference in between the blocks. Like you have here on the shore these big houses, tall buildings, condominiums, you know what I mean? And it's pretty, pretty behind palm trees and things like that. Tons of white people. And then you just go like down the street a little further inland, technically. Like two blocks down. and (laughs) Yeah. And then it looks just like the hood. It looks like I'm out here in Brooklyn somewhere. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Mad blacks and Mexicans looking like bums. Okay, I see the difference. The infrastructure is completely different. It's 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 amazing. The people standing outside the Seven Elevens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh shops. man, I it was it's so it was funny because you know like before before um before Long Beach like I was in like Ukiah and Redlands and like there was no one standing outside of like. Mm-hmm. Of Seven Elevens, and then when I moved to Long Beach, I remember going to get a coffee, walking to my Seven Eleven. There's a dead person what? in front of the Seven Eleven. You know he was. I was like, that escalated like, quick. Guess I'm not what having. I guess, I'm, I guess I'm not having coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, damn. We I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So Sorry. that. 
Yeah, that 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 one eighty that did a one eighty. But yeah, there's all kinds of people in front. It was you know, it, like, it was kind of funny like, to me when I first came uh, out to California because growing up in New York City, where our projects are like buildings, no grass, no trees, none of that crap. <laughs> it's it's like, building blocks, like on yeah. Top of so, like legit. when I came out here and somebody was like, "Oh, we in the ghetto right now." To me, I'm like, "Yeah, motherfuckers got houses." What you talking about the ghetto? <laughs> like, the only way I was able to tell the difference between the ghetto and like the nice area was like, "Your grass is mowed, your grass is not." That was how I saw it because I was just like, "Wait, y'all own houses?" The way though. that I always tell the safety of a neighborhood is how comfortable white women feel walking. <laughs> mm. Like, if there's a white woman jogging, chances are it's pretty okay. It's a pretty safe place. With her dogs jogging at 8 p.m. at night, you're like, oh, this is the safest place in the world. And, and, but, <laughs> and I know some people, you know, some of my fans may watch this and be like, why would you say something like that? It's an honest assessment for me to determine, yo, can I leave, can I leave something on the yeah. front seat? Not have to tuck it under your seat when I leave when like I go that. out the car. <laughs> you feel me? Because I'm like, yeah, like I love my people, but also the number one demographic of people who hurt me is my people. That, I feel like that's a whole nother conversation because it's like, if that's the area you live in, who else is gonna hurt you? <laughs> but that's and that's the point though. Like they put so many impoverished people in mm. one community and say. Oh hey, guess what? Like, here's one pie. Everybody get a piece. And somebody's like, "You got a bigger slice than me." It's it turns into it turns into a complete Squid Game yeah. type joint where they didn't serve enough yeah. food, right. right? And people are like, "Yo, I'll kill you." And then for they what try you to use have. those numbers against. And us. then they, <laughs> and then they use the numbers against, against us, each and other. then they be like, yeah. "Why are they fighting? We have more than enough pie. They could have just asked for more." And then they, yeah. And it's like, well, A, you never told us, and B, you would have given it to us if we asked for it anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, putting people, you know, it's like putting people against each other. I, I remember I remember watching something, and, and they were talking about how, like, the term black-on-black -black crime, like, doesn't really exist because it's, it? like the per, it's like the person who said that. The number one people who kill black. white people yeah. is white people. For real. Yeah, yeah. Let's put yeah. that out there. The number one people yeah. who kill Hispanic people is Hispanic people. Like it's a, uh, but white people, and, and here's the other interesting part. The number one, the number two people who kill all minorities are white people. Mm. Across the board. So if it's not their own race, it's pro typically white people. But yeah, like that's part is like that whole conversation of like the black on black crime. And like, it's like they, they like to use that against us for sure. But it's like I said, it's like who else is going to commit the crime if that's the only people in our neighborhood, you know? Well, it's like what it's like what, what Pac said with changes: give them guns, step yeah. back, watch them kill each other. Mm -hmm. You know and, what I mean? Like the like, goat, no by the way, Chris, that. one of the goats, by the Yo. way. You don't want oh, to do this yeah. right now. Let's talk about this let's right now. Push push now. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, let's hold on. Push push. Push. Go ahead, Nasha. Before we go into that, and you're crazy behind not liking Tupac, strangely, right? Is that no cat, when you think about it, when we watch all of these shows, when we watch cops, when we watch like cold crimes, when we watch like all of these like crime TV shows and stuff like that, 
do y'all not notice except for what is it like uh 24 hours or something like that cold case 24 hours whatever mm -hmm. that's called where they actually like, be in a hood and stuff like that they go to the projects and deals with those deal with those small crimes but a lot of these like crimes that are like heinous and like really like based on true stories it'd be white people like talking about a husband killing a wife or a wife getting with her boyfriend and plotting on killing her husband and doing all of this wild shit it'd be white people mm -hmm. they'd be like taking bodies out to the woods burying like bury it in a shallow grave where they throw their bodies in a lake it'd be like hey yo black people don't be doing all of that like we be getting caught so easy <laughs> oh, Jamarcus. Is that Jamarcus it? Is that stabbed good? Laquisha in her kitchen 25 times. Let's find him. Let's go to the block. Let's find out who know Jamarcus. Oh, you know Jamarcus? When was the last time you seen him? Oh, okay, cool. He hang out here? Cool. We're going to go over here undercover. Boom. We got him in custody. Like, what? <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of the whole thing of a. Uh... Like when something happens, like let's say like a husband massacres his family, like which happened not too long ago over here in California. I think he murdered his two kids or something like that. And the picture it that goes happened. up. No, no but the kidding. picture that goes up on the news is a lot different than the picture that goes up when something happens within our community. Like mm -hmm. the picture that goes up, the husband killed his two kids is a family portrait of all four of them or whatever. And it's like, they're all smiling and cheesing, but then it's like a picture that goes up of, of a minority. It's like, it's trying to like be like the most demeaning picture it could possibly be. Even if they got nothing on him, he's wearing a hoodie. A he's wearing a, not, but even if it's not a mugshot, yeah, yeah. oh, he's wearing a hoodie or he's standing, a narrative. He's standing in yeah. a group of people that might look quote unquote ghetto. And it's like, it's like, yeah, like, come on with all that bullshit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the other thing, too, is just like, you know, they never talk about the positive things. Yeah, that, never. You know, us people of color do in our community. Even, you know, even if there's nothing to the put on them, things. they try to find something to make them look like an enemy. But that's always been the case, though. You see every single uh, medium, like Twitter, newspaper, any outlet that has, like, a lot of media and publication and all this shit, like... Black person, Spanish person, whatever type of minority, mugshot. Even if they ain't even do a crime, it's just like a bad picture. Though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think a lot of it, too, I mean, I'm kind of guesstimating, but a lot of it's Photoshop, too. You think so? A lot so? of it is you take a nice picture and pictures, they make bro. it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, and this is not even, even if you go to like, say like even something as simple as like a newspaper, you know, like the Atlantic, like there is a, there is a very old, um, very old newspaper issue about, uh, pretty much like lying about saying how like an African-American man, like did something to this white woman. And then this guy ended up getting lynched or something like that. And then the, the, the paper lied and it pretty much took took like non-facts and, and pretty much made it seem like yeah. that person did that. When years later, decades later, they, they called it back and said, that's that bullshit. Was wasn't that, no, yeah. not Emmett Till, but Emmett Till is a similar situation, wasn't it? Where the lady recently, like the past like five something years was like, oh, that never happened. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a couple of those. There's a, there's a couple of those. So 
so from what I hear, some of you all are anime yes. fans. I was I was about to say to get into a lighter. Number note, one, we were talking oh, about yes. some. We were talking in some oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. we're all anime fans. I want to say, except for Jarrell, <laughs> not. I'm not not an anime fan. Yeah, I just don't Fatima, watch as much Fatima of dabs in the anime. Chris is an anime head. I mean, I'm I, like, I, got, I got the Dewey like <laughs> gotta represent all the time. Okay, now here I'm somewhere academia. in the middle, but I, I think that the least the person that watches the least anime is Jarrell. So Ooh, be a fact. Like there's two animes I've never watched that people say are blasphemous that I've never watched. If you say Naruto, you're gonna go ahead and leave this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna leave this call. You've never seen Naruto eat what? I've watched like maybe a season, but after that, I I didn't watch a lot of it. And then when I started trying to watch it again. I found so much filler. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> that show is literally sending like, yeah. filler, man. I was like, where the frick is Naruto at, dog? <laughs> I don't care about these side niggas. I came to the I just want to, you censor yourself for fuck. <laughs> but not niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's his episode, yeah, bro. Let him, let him let him talk. I, We're in a I safe space. Myself as much as possible, just because, like, so I'll be honest. I you I really don't curse at all. But what ended up happening was Chakra came out and we filmed a video it's for Black Boy Born Beretta. We we curse like a motherfucker. And Chakra's <laughs> ass got me cussing at the storm while <laughs> I was So I was like. I was That's like, yo, funny. bro, you are a horrible influence. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they, I think, I don't know, between, bo- between Baltimore and New York, I don't know. <laughs> you basically, <Damn>. like, <laughs> so, but nah, fam. And uh, the other one, and it's honestly, I watched, I watched like probably like 15 episodes of it, and then I stopped. And then when I got back into anime, I was like, oh, I can't watch this many episodes. Um, was a One Piece. Yo, oh, so you tried the two hardest ones, low-key? That's I a fact. Say, two longest shows. Like I wouldn't even say Naruto's the hardest, <laughs> but I feel like I didn't catch on to Naruto till late. So, like, it wasn't even, like, till, like, it was, like, towards the end of high school. The series was already over. Shippuden was already over. So, I already had the heads up on, like, yo, there's a lot of filler. You can go online and just, like, watch these specific episodes. But I had plenty of time. So, I watched it all the way through filler and all. But One Piece, I still haven't gotten to. Because I'm, like, I don't even want to start that. 900-something yeah. episodes. bro. <laughs> Dog, I'm like, fam, y'all thousands of episodes into this thing. I ain't got that type of time. Yo, <laughs> let me tell you, Brandon, right now, like, yo, man, I've watched this day one, bro, and I've watched from one to a thousand and seven. I'm just like, I'm in too deep, man. I just, I got to stick with it. I'm in too deep, bro. But I'll tell you this, bro. As far as, like, shows, especially shows that long, I'm a, I'm a believer in, like, yo, you should just read the manga. And like read it more, it's a lot more entertaining, and you read a lot mm-hmm. more stuff that's not in the shows, and you can catch up a lot easier. I I think it's more entertaining, but at the same time, you know, people have a preference, so you can watch the show too. But it's like that's a really long process, right there. Like, so, Jarrell, what, what was the anime you've been watching as somebody who doesn't watch anime too much, or the anime that you that like started you on anime at least? 
Uh, At least. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, there's. I remember my friend, he was watching Trigun. He's okay. getting into oh, classic. that. So we were watching a little bit of Trigun. But I feel like there's a lot of filler and a lot of anime. Like, I'm yeah. starting to, like, see that. But, and because I think they there was... for the mangas, the mangas, the mangas, however you want to say it. <laughs> uh, the mangas? The mangas. <laughs> there's one. Sh- my favorite anime of all time is an old anime. It's Yu Yu Hakusho. Classic. That's a classic. I, I'm going to be real. Classic. I never really watched that one. Now you need to get the fuck <laughs> out <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> get out of your own show, bro. Damn, son. I ain't right. never seen it either. <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> it, I got to go. I will say this. Like, you, you, Yusuke, he's like the, uh, the protagonist. He's like hella nigger. <laughs> I love it. I love it already. <laughs> Like he's a he's like a thug at school, ditches class all the time. Like it's it, but like he ends up getting this responsibility yeah. to like, hey yo, fam, like I gotta freaking protect the earth now because <laughs> I got a second chance to live. <laughs> what the fuck is this? That's crazy. Um, and so it it was I loved it, especially through the third season. Mm. The last season they had was a little iffy. They kind of stretched it, and I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, like seasons one through three and even four, I really love. Um, also, growing up, I just watched Dragon Ball Z because everybody did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that was like the intro for a lot of us to anime. Um, Dragon, Ball, me? Dragon Ball Z, oh, no. Dragon Ball. It was Pokemon. Oh, mm. it was Pokemon. The original. I don't, I don't Pokemon. know if we knew Pokemon was an anime. That theme song. At that time. that yeah, theme like, song is still fire. I wanna be heavy. That's his fire. I watched that. It's a go to the next channel. I was like, that's like nor Yu-Gi-Oh were anime. Yeah, like these come on the WB on Saturday morning. Bring it back. A lot of us got into Pokemon because of the video game. Like, it wasn't even a cartoon. Like, oh, it was game a video game Pokemon first, Yellow? and then the cartoon mm. came later. Nah, so, for, me, it was the, it, for me, it was the cartoon. I didn't even consider it to be an anime. That's how... That's what I was saying. I don't even know if a lot is. of us yeah. thought that. No, I, I definitely, we definitely didn't thought that. But for me, at the same time, I didn't feel like Dragon B. What Dragon Dragon B? Dragon B, B yo, <laughs> I'm testing. Dragon B, Fatima, <laughs> <laughs> aka like Dragon B. I didn't feel like Dragon Ball Z. Excuse me, I didn't feel like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z was an anime either. I just felt like you know they were cartoons that came on and we like caught it after school. You know what I mean? We was all like drawing pictures after it and playing the games and X, Y, and Z. But then like it wasn't until like Preston, you got like more into it. I got more into like the streets and shit and you was just like, yeah, nah, this is anime. And I'm like, oh word, okay. I remember and having then, to argue with people that fucking Avatar wasn't anime. <laughs> yeah, an Avatar. Like, I never got into Avatar. What? Great I show. never got into Get it. What? the fuck out. When they haven't seen something, gotta go. Get out! <laughs> Gatekeeper! <laughs> I think that the first anime that like I realized was anime was uh, probably Cowboy Bebop. 
and that's like been one of my favorites wow. and there, there's a netflix series that they're about to do a live action one. Oh yeah which i'm, really? I'm definitely no. going to watch um no, <laughs> no. I was like, no. Nah, did you see no. the trailer though no. but did you see no. the so, so wait, like, no. i have not seen the trailer so no the trailer they not. kind of like recreate the the intro exactly but supposedly the story is supposed to be from like like in the middle of the season it's like it's kind of side stories it's not an actual recreation because you know they're bounty hunters and stuff it's not an actual recreation it's supposed to be like side stories that happened between the story that they gave us i can rock yeah so like so like i I fuck with the idea of it and it i i think just from from the trailer that they released it looks dope just because like it seems like the people that created it are actual fans of it unlike fucking uh that Dragon Ball movie Dragon that came Ball out. Evolution. Yeah, Dragon Ball <laughs> Evolution. We don't, we don't talk about that. What the fuck was that? Hey, wait, it's it speaking doesn't of, exist. Pause real Leave quick. It alone. Rest in peace to the voice actor of uh of Frieza. Frieza. He, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he he, what? Yeah. I never heard. Just what today. I, it was today. Mm. He passed away at like fifty eight or something like that. Oh wow. Um, I don't know how exactly, but it it, it was it was on the social medias. Rest in yeah. peace to Frieza, you know, one of yeah. iconic yeah. voices. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah um, well, he was one of the most promising antagonists, yo. <laughs> antagonists become protagonists. <laughs> Word. He was one of the bombest. <laughs> I was going to say, probably the first anime that I knew was anime was Case Closed. I don't even know what that oh, is. Are you talking AKA about with the child detective Conan? Yeah, the child detective. Wait, yeah. real quick, is Lupin the third anime? Yes. Oh, that Lupin is the, the best yes. anime. After Cowboy Bebop was Lupin the third for me. Lupin is like one of the best animes. Honestly, I ain't going to cap. It's not one Hell of the inappropriate first. inappropriate for kids to watch. It's super Hell inappropriate. inappropriate. Super. They put it in the wild this time. It's like two in the morning. You know you're not supposed to be on watch. You know, exactly. <laughs> it came you know, on after old- Tsunami. After they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> it came on during those, you know what I mean, soft porn hey, times. You know what I mean? So here's like, the real talk. They knew they knew we was watching it because they put it on right after they put on uh, Boondocks. So they knew we was staying up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how they drew us in, too. They was like, yeah, we're going to get them with Boondocks. They're going to be chilling. Chilling, That's then looping. <laughs> <laughs> I am the stone that the master, re- the builder refused. I am the... <laughs> I ain't going to go into it. I ain't forgetting the lyrics. I was having an interesting conversation with somebody. Um, and I actually, I think you guys talked about it. Um, or No, I don't think it was y'all. Maybe it was y'all. I was having an interesting conversation because they were thinking about doing another season of The Boondocks. And as I was listening to this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, would the world accept it? Because The Boondocks would have to still be The Boondocks. Yeah. It would. I I feel like for the world to accept it, they would have to change it, and I wouldn't want to watch that. If that makes sense. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this whole Dave, you know, the Dave Chappelle backlash. Because if you know, at the end of the day, if the art still stays up there, regardless of people's interpretation of it, then the Boondocks might have a chance to still be the Boondocks. But yeah, definitely, it's interesting looking at past uh, like cartoons. I can tell you now, it's not going nowhere. Yeah. I can tell you now. Yeah. And one of the main reasons is because Chappelle might actually get the Chappelle show on Netflix. Yeah, I was hearing about that. 
Mm-hmm. Like new season. Yeah, new, yeah, new, new. Yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of money on the line right now. But um, I because I wanna I'm gonna throw some shade toward Chris. Uh, you were getting your food. <laughs> he said in one of the earlier episodes that Tupac is not one of the greatest. And we all feel some kind oh, of... Oh, I heard y'all talking about that on the podcast. <laughs> and we all feel yep. some kind of way about that. it. But Fatima, didn't, she couldn't get her words in because we was already three hours in. <laughs> so, so we want to give Fatima her chance to speak her mind. And who are your greatest of all time in hip-hop, R&B, whatever you got to say. In, 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 in that Before whole category. Before I want to say, let me just be 10 toes down. There's you no don't get no words, Chris. You don't I'm get ready. no words. I'm ready. <laughs> you don't get no words, Briss. I'm ready. Fatima, you want to give your words first or you want to hear my list? Nah, I'm going to hold back because I'm going to be respectful. <laughs> All right, so... I think there's a <laughs> distinction to be made between lyricists and music makers. Okay. So, like, if we're talking lyricists, then you have to p- throw people like Lupe Fiasco, Black Thought, yeah. um, you know what I mean, Pharaoh Monch, and all these type of people into this yeah. into this conversation. Pharaoh Monch. They don't necessarily make uh-huh. the best music. Yeah. Like, I love Lupe, but I don't want to listen Bro. to Mural. As I'm chilling, it's like it's too many bars, <laughs> too <laughs> much. We can you all agree on that. You know what? You so, know what? Kick like, push for too long. Of all time, like let's just put all that together. Who who are? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like I'm looking at the complete package, exactly right. Um. So my criteria is body of work is a big part of it, which. Oftentimes, I get a bunch of flack because I don't think Biggie has enough body of work. Thank you. I feel I, you. I, I understand. I, I can agree with the flack, but I also understand where you're coming from. But when you <laughs> say when you say quantity over when you say quality over quantity, though, because it's both though. <laughs> it's both. Because here's so. the thing, like, because here's the thing, you don't get to be called a legend off one good album. Yes. Yeah. For real. That's true. So, so what you're saying about Biggie is kind of how, which is going to be straight blasphemy, especially being from Harlem, but Big L. Like, Big L's dope as fuck, but I don't know. Like, you know, we heard... We you know we heard it. We heard a couple good things. Remember, we heard one good project while he was alive. The, like, thing, the thing with Big L though, I'm I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna defend Big L though. I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold him together only because he was murdered. No, two, he he was murdered Absolutely. before his time. Like we, like, a lot, of, so like, like, a, like <laughs> a lot of like like a lot of our goats. Yeah. So it's like so Brandon brings up a good point. Like is that one? album like considered enough to make you a goat or is it like a nostalgic kind of thing or is it right because we know a lot of people that drop off after their first project don't talk about like i think about i think about it this way (laughs) and i don't even i don't even put kanye in this category just because he doesn't he doesn't write everything Mm -hmm. so like that's also another criteria for me me too but like i agree kanye has arguably the best three album run of all time yeah yeah between uh college dropout late registration to graduation yep. like 
that three album run is historic. Mm -hmm. And like people love 808s. I'm not the hugest fan of 808s. But I'm like, it's, (laughs) it has some hits. But then you get My Beautiful Tark Twisted Fantasy right after. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm like, that discography, as I look at that, and then I'm like, I look at this one album (laughs) from, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I think it's, I'm going to push back a bit though, because I think it's an impact thing to me. Cause I used, cause I, I originally, I was thinking as far as like body. That's another thing. Yeah. To me, I think about his body work, but to me, I think I had, I think I said this previous on the, I don't know, two episodes ago. I don't, I don't fucking remember. Uh, but I said like, it depends on the impact that your work has within the community of your artistry. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of, to me, it's like MF doom. Maybe he's not the most incredible lyricist, but he's absolutely a legend to me. And he absolutely inspired a bunch of freaking people. Like Biggie had two albums Rachel. before he died, but how many, how many people were inspired by, by Biggie and then tried whoa, to copy whoa, different whoa. things? A lot of people. Fuck that's, that's, my point. That's, <laughs> that's my point. That's my, that's my <laughs> point. Preston. I'm saying, I'm saying that it's not always, it's not, always a quantity thing it just depends to me it's more so the quality the impact and then also how like how those people sit within the the culture i think to me i think those are those are like pretty like Mm -hmm. understandable pieces of criteria right there's multiple things so as you said impact is one of them a body of work as i think another one uh i think what you talk about is another one like in terms Mm -hmm. of like like what elect what you elect to bring to the mic, but and then what would that be for one, you? Because uh, I know a lot of us we definitely put Biggie and Pac up there, but they're talking about two oh, yeah, completely different Biggie, things. I got Pac. You know, that's <laughs> oh, two completely yeah. different things. Like the reason why Pac gets to be on that status isn't because he was as lyrical as Biggie, because Biggie yeah. would wash him awesome. in a lyricism 100%. contest, but. Pac's social stances and his ability to make social commentary was something that when we talk about impact, I mean, Pac had, without question, had a greater social impact than Biggie ever dreamed of having. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a song like Changes, a song like Brenda Got a Baby. Like your mama, um, what you can't say today. Bar- Brenda's barely got a brain. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that. Twenty twenty one, but continue. Well, in context, <laughs> you you might be able to because Brenda was what fourteen. You trying to shit press it? You release a song today and say say she barely got a brain and see how I that mean, turns all, out. All Go ahead, bro. All they're going to hear is she's barely got a brain. Misogynist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But exactly in my context, point. Brenda was what 13, 14 or something in the song. Yeah. So it's like you got to rewrite context, that lyric though. That's what I'm I saying. I think the bigger issue would be they drag Tupac. Be like, oh what, like women's like body positivity rights like <laughs> she couldn't get an abortion like that would probably be the bigger scope of it that they would probably end up taking Ooh. huge issue with Ooh. but no so i would yeah. i i would say i have Pac on mine for sure i would say um on, on legacy second impact i have biggie on there um i for sure and are we doing like top or favorite well, top. Oh, that's a good question 
I guess. So I'll do top and then I'll do favorite. So I'll do top five and favorite five. Uh, I have Kendrick on my list because mm-hmm. I think his four album run, if you include Section 80, is absolutely include Section 80. What? Absolutely. <laughs> immaculate. Because some people call it a mixtape, and I'm like, uh, nah, I think that's an yeah, album. album. Um, right. It's probably yeah, it's probably the most uh, albumy mixtape. <laughs> uh, Jay Z for sure. Um, and then uh. Who would be my last one? Uh, um, this is this is gonna seem weird, but this is a this is an honest opinion of mine. Um, go ahead, spit it out. <laughs> oh man! And so this is like I'm putting this fifth person on here because they're like. They were my favorite rapper, and I love almost, I love like pretty much projects one through five. Mm. People Good. forget Ludacris had that that's run. Fair. He took over the early 2000s. We've... Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah, hell but, yeah, but you, like, you're absolutely right. I don't think people ever consider Ludacris as one of the GOATs ever. You're too busy making fast and furious. Never. <laughs> but people sleep on, like, he had, he had a, because how many rappers have a good three album run? Like how many? Really? We compare the number of rappers, not a lot. Hits. Yeah. Because I'm like, even Jay Z arguably doesn't even have a good three album. Rap. Yeah, uh, he, oh, has good, he has just he has no 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 his album. Yeah, Blueprint one two eight three. But those weren't consecutive. They weren't were consecutive. Oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like consecutive albums. Okay. Right. You feel me? And in almost you. every album, he was talking about how he going to retire. And we like, nigga, but you keep coming out with another one. And, he you was know, joking. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was all, it was marketing. You know, but like, yeah. not no cap, though. That's really fair. And I'm thinking like Buster so, Rhymes. But right, like, would yeah. Nas be in that conversation, though? Uh, I feel like he had three. two. I feel like the he had a two run. The best thing he had was Illmatic. I feel I like he had, he had he might a two that. run. A whole album. List of Jay Z albums in order of release: Reasonable Doubt, Fire, Classic, mm-hmm. In My Lifetime. Don't remember it. That tells you enough. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that tells you enough. <laughs> Well, Brandon proved his point. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we have Volume Two, Hard Knock Life. Yes. Volume Three, Life and Times. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Dynasty. The Dynasty was fire. Yeah. And then we have Blueprint. Fire. Jay Z Unplugged. Uh, chapter One. What was that? <laughs> uh, the Blueprint Two. The Black Album. Fire. Um, so, like, Ludacris had Back for the First Time, which had What's Your Fantasy? Um, so I'm trying to think what other tracks was on this album that, like, uh, like this was, this was, um, oh, Use a Hoe. <laughs> Southern Hospitality. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Okay. That was a great growing. You know what I mean? Uh, stick them up with UGK. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then after that came his best album of all time, Word of Mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Roll Out, yeah. Move, B Word, <laughs> Coming out. to America. Oh, yeah. Um, 
uh, area codes. Saturday. Most of them was on the radio, man. Like um, rotation all day. Yeah. It, it was a wild time that. Yo, for real, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But then after that came chicken and beer. Yeah, I love Classic. chicken and beer. Yeah. And you got stand up, um, splash waterfalls, diamond in the back. Uh, uh, the I don't know how this video didn't get as much flack as Tip Drill did, but Yo, pussy popping. That was a wild a video, video for that. There was I a don't video for that. The video Evie, like what? Bro, if you I must have missed that one on YouTube, this was like. I'm te- we were living in different times in <laughs> 2003. Dog. I love the early 2000s. No cap, I love the early 2000s. I was I was um, gonna say as far as uh, three albums and Act of Fool, Act of Fool was my oh, shit. Yeah, mm. Act of Fool, mm. and then came the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Red Light District. Oh yeah, that was a good project yeah. too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pimping all over the world, number one spot. Yep. Get back. So are you saying yep. he has more um, than three? Nah, because that's not. He a, has more than three albums. I don't think that was a good four. I wouldn't say Red Light District's a classic. I'd say the first three were. That's a good thing. I feel like Red. I feel like Red Light District is a classic though. What? I'm like, it's either you give him Red Light District or you give him back for the first time. Mm. I give I it Red like Light I would District. Get rid of back for the first time. Yeah, like because I'm like back for the first time. Had what's your fantasy? Uh, use a hoe. Southern not, hospitality. Keep that. See, like those are cool, but as a whole project, I feel like Red Light District. As a whole project, right. Yeah. If we're talking about body of work category, I give it. Which is, also, I just don't understand why they put Nelly against Ludacris. I'm like, that was a bad mismatch. Yeah, that's yeah that's absolute, absolute, absolute mismatch, yeah. I was like, what are you <laughs> doing, Nelly? No. I'm like, this, I'm like your, your body, in the words of Loaded Lux, my body of work will Yo. body you. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Punchlines. Yeah. But I was going to bring up, Eminem, but his first studio album was something that honestly I don't think I've ever but, even but he pop listened to. Though. Was Infinite, Infinite, no Infinite, which was released in 1996. I don't think I ever heard it. Mm-hmm. But after that was the Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, then the Eminem show. That's a good three. Are, that's that's crazy, Ron. That's a good three. But I can't front on Infinite. That. I don't know about. So like it wasn't consecutive. Hey, I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's three in a row, it doesn't That's matter. True. One of them was consecutive. Off. Yeah, and then he had encore, he so he. Pro- I, I, I want to say four because I was a big Eminem fan growing up. Really was. I was thinking for. I, was, I think relapse is when he fell off. Ooh, yeah. question, and I asked somebody this earlier. If you could, and it could be at any time, like you can pick a particular time. What two artists would you put in a group that were not in a group? Group. Let's go in order. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with you, Brandon, since you brought up the question. Because I got <laughs> so mine actually features, uh, like Marshall Mathers LP Eminem and Reasonable Doubt Jay Z. Oh, interesting. That's a bar fest right there. Damn. Because that's. You have you have the drug dealer and the drug user mm. all on the same track. That that is actually that it's like a perfect like a dope yeah, ass yeah, concept. Going on, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Damn, I don't and know. Like, that's they they did Renegade together, and that was a hell of a track. Renegade, and so is I'm one like, faves. that would have been a hell of a thing to watch. Um, the uh, the only other one, if we're going like outside of hip hop, um, is a uh, man. I would have really have loved to see um, Michael Jackson and Prince do one. The greatest collab that never happened. That would have been fire. Going into it. Yeah. The greatest collab that never happened. Why? I'm surprised how that didn't happen. I can tell you why. On second, they they were they were petty. They was petty with each other. That's a hundred percent. It is not because they respected each other, but yeah, they respected each other. It was not because they was beefing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because Michael Jackson was a very modest man, right? He was not all sexually out there talking about some pussy power. Ah. And then you had Prince. Prince was mad freaky with his shit. There was a lot of songs. There was a lot of songs. There was one song that Prince was lit- was literally talking about being sexually molested by his sister. I, must have I wish one. I knew the title of it, but I heard it on Instagram and I listened to the lyrics of the song. I was like, oh, nah, he legit talking about how his sister was giving him head. No, wow. that's exactly that's why Michael Jackson and Prince couldn't conjoin. I'm telling you, because think about it. You can listen to a whole body of work of Michael Jackson on a few albums, Off the Wall, Thriller, and there's like another one and another and another one, History, and there's another one. Give me one bad. complete bad. Give me one complete album of Prince that you can listen to where you not just listen to his hits. Low key, um, they might hate me for this, but I never name. cared for Prince's music growing up, and I still have yet to go back to his catalog. Preston, you get you, you, now you get the you like, get the fuck you off of the Zoom. What the fuck are you talking about? Agree. This motherfucker. <laughs> nah, so music producer on the on the show right now. Like, get the fuck out. You don't love the musical genius. Of- <laughs> <laughs> that was a- Guess what, buddy? You can get the but fuck see, out. Of here. Remember, you can understand his content and stuff, but like as an artist, you know, he he used every instrument. He, he was, was just stupid. crazy talented. You just had to respect yeah, no, as an artist, genius. I hundred percent respect him, but growing up, I never understood his music. I mean my mom used to listen to it. Fatima's mom used to listen to it. And I, to me, it just never resonated. It wasn't until Gambino's Awaken My Love, I sent my mom a song from that album. And she was like, oh, it reminds me of Prince. And I was like, huh? Prince? And it was like all the songs I knew of Prince, I was just like, I never really cared for. And then I listened to one of the songs she had. I don't remember which one it was. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> it does have like a similar like sound. Well, you gotta do yourself a favor. Prince, but, yeah, but I still have yet to like listen He's, to Prince's catalog, even now. Inspired mad people. Just listen yeah, to Purple Rain soundtrack. Songs that I liked that I didn't Love even Purple know Rain. it was Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, that's Prince. I'm like, what? I'm like, I because I imagine Prince having this like super high falsetto voice all yeah. the time, and it was like, oh no, no, like Jeez. it's it was very strange, like how he had this like. Cause you would just look at Prince and be like, "Man, you look kind of look soft." You're like, "Oh, he fuck. was like, it wasn't until the Dave Chappelle skit everybody was like, "Oh, you guys want some oh, grapes, bitches?" 
feel me? Like, like I could totally see gangsters being like, hey, yo, man, like I could rob Prince and then Prince be like the smooth pimp with a switch. With the revolution? Like, who you, who you revolution and TikTok. <laughs> so, but no, those would be my two. Um, because like, I really like the bar fest that would come from Eminem and Jay, uh, plus just like the pure artistry that would come from Prince and Mike. And after, after this question, I got one last mm. question and then I am going I to crash because <laughs> these wings are sitting in my stomach and I'm about to sleep. But well, I want to just say mine real quick. Right, so, uh, just because I'll just need Andre and Kanye together just because of that last song they did. Okay. I, I need that together. Ah, that thing was. Fire. That was the best. That's like to me. That was arguably the best song this fucking year. <laughs> it wasn't a hot dog. It was a possibility. He's just like, yo, right. this is some real genius coming together. Just like I need to see what could happen. That was yeah. Jarrell, you mean it wasn't top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning? That's a contender. That's a contender. is ahead of his time. That's just my personal opinion. There's a reason why Kendrick loves working with him, and I was just leaving it at that. Oh, no. I, I just think it family. was funny that Kendrick decided to poke fun and be like, Cousins. hey, y'all do all this TikTok shit, and y'all try hard to make TikTok songs. Let me do TikTok without Yo. trying. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the morning, top of the morning, <laughs> top of the morning. <laughs> and got the job done. Yeah. You know how many TikToks there is with that? <laughs> he knew the assignment. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did. He knew the assignment. Yeah. The assignment. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna share mine's real quick because I think Go I ahead. got it. Classical. I'm saying this loosely. Classical, a project with Jay Z and Nas. If they were to conjoin on one project together, because they were always in comp with each other. Nas dropped some Jay Z dropping something that's overclouding his, and it's like, yo, if y'all just got together and did something, it'll be stupid. So that's classical hip hop. New time hip hop, I want Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole so bad. That's in my soul. I gotta have them both on something mm-hmm. together. I, I feel to. like I used to want that, and at this point, I'm like, I, I could, I don't, I don't care for it anymore. It's okay for me. That's in I'm my the soul. Same way, that's bro. in my soul. I, I'll give y'all my whole explanation why. Like, I love J. Cole. I, I just can't put him up there with mm, K. Yeah. I know. Uh, that hurts me. And, the, I can't. and, the and there is one reason heart. why. J. Cole can never, J. Cole is never focused on songs. Mm. Ooh, interesting. That's interesting. Like Kendrick, Kendrick makes a track or an album and he focuses on the topic and breathes full life into the topic. What's No Role Models about? No idea. No role. <laughs> well, no role models. I can like I can delve into it. I haven't like heard it in a minute because I've been like elsewhere musically. But I could talk about no role models. He's literally talking about how pretty much everybody that's supposed to be standing for something in hip hop are all pretty much deviating from the topic at hand. In 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 a nutshell, from what I can give you. It's kind of like but no role models. The, like, don't who save are we growing her. up she and looking at? Be saved come from. Because it's like, look <laughs> at it. Who do young women from the communities we come from have to look up to to be, like, a, like, uh, in in any 
perfect image a, a young quote unquote woman and what when we say that word what's the connotation to that word what person do they have to look up to that can embody that we don't have nobody in that so that's when i like when i think of role models that's what i think of in mm -hmm. hip-hop and in music in any industry Honestly, I can't stay in any industry because when you look at actors like Angela Bassett is that for me. When I think of a role model, I think of Angela Bassett. <laughs> so that. if I could, if anybody, Felicia Rashad, Felicia Rashad <laughs> if I could think of anybody that can be my role model that I want to look up to that's outside of the musical industry, outside of the artistic industry, in that aspect, it has to be. Angela Bassett, like in mm -hmm. that sense. And we only see the people that she embody or the characters that she enacts. We don't see her as an individual, her as a person in her organic self. So when I think of no role models, that's what I think of. Okay. Period. See, for me, I think of role, I think of lines and no role models yeah. way before I think of the meaning of the song. Okay. Like I think of like Rest in peace, Uncle For Phil. <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, or even with the off season, love the album. I was really looking forward to a lot of basketball. Why? Because he was burning that, the. He was literally burning a basketball hoop. So why are you looking for basketball? Well, he used to play. He he was he was playing basketball. What was it like a like on a Nigerian yeah. basketball team? Like he always Something wanted. Like that. that was one of those things. He always wanted he to be a professional NBA play. player. Yeah, but he's know? burning. But that's what yeah. Like you gave me an album called the yeah. Off Season. I'm looking. For, <laughs> I'm looking for. <laughs> like, so no just random shit. So yeah. I would say like you're like me in the sense of like when we look at albums we want like concept albums are what we look for for the most part. Like we, we want it to I'm go like, from point A to point B and not just song, 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 song. But it wasn't. Well, those are two I'm probably looking at it differently. Like, to be fair though, those are two I'm different like, song forms, like two album forms. Not yeah. every album. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just what we look the best for. Is sound, like, if, the from best what I'm hearing, album it sounds like you want like a concept kind of album most of the time. And I'm cool if you don't give me a concept album, but like, then don't give me no concept thing. That's a fair point. An entire like 15 minute documentary before the album dropped talking about, yeah, like I went into this and I treated it like it was the off season of a basketball season. Like I went to work yeah. and I'm like, cool, this nigga's on point. Ready he just meant the it. photo shoot. Like the best concept project, <laughs> best concept project he ever did was For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. There you go. And, and, he only had, and he had one song on there that didn't fit <laughs> that I still love. Mm -hmm. I want to fold clothes for like, you. Clothes. Yeah, I love, I love folding. Clothes. I love folding clothes. Got to do with your best friend who's dead. Like zero, mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. but, I would argue is like him wanting to appreciate the, the small moments. The small moments. Yeah. Full clothes. And so, but like I look at K Dot and I'm like, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm. It's different, bro. Yeah, that that was. <laughs> I feel like Cole tried it with a KOD, and it was just like. Uh, he didn't try shit with KOD. You have to go back and listen to KOD. Look, every time he recorded, he was like, yo, I need to be at this place in like five minutes. So like, let me just spit this out. Like, that was such a such a bad album. Hey, that track Brackets off there, though? <laughs> brackets? Brackets. That stupid. shit is hard. 
But anyway, yeah. uh, Jarrell, who's your who's your two? Who you matching up? Uh, MF Doom and Ghostface Killer. Ooh. That'd be nuts. Oh, I would oh, love to Yeah, I would love All that. All right, Preston, you up, dog? I think I'm going to go away from the hip-hop category. Um, music Soul Child and Jill Scott. Oof. Uh, I can see music, that. Music Soul Child and Jill Scott. Keep it safe, huh? Keep it safe. No, but you, <laughs> keep it no, safe, huh? That, you like, punk ass. <laughs> I'm like, Neo soul is my shit as I've, I've, I've like, I've stated many of times music soul child. Yes. I think is super underrated as an R and B artist. I feel like newness. Yeah. And I feel like him and Jill Scott would definitely make some dope shit together. Like that just that remix to so beautiful. Yes, mm. so beautiful is amazing. And um, Lucky Day just sampled one of his one of Music Soul Child's songs on one of his most recent shit. Um, but when it comes to rap, I feel like a lot of my favorite artists have been in groups. I've liked a lot of group projects when it came to rap. As far as solo, I can't I can't really think of too many, which is why I stayed away from that. But I, I'm a, I was I was always a Joel's fan in Dipset. He like he was one of my favorites, but he was in a group. Uh, Wu Tang is one of my favorites. Tribe Called Quest is one of my favorites, but they're all groups. Slick Rick had had Dougie Fresh behind him, so yeah. like you yeah. know, so like the, a lot of my favorites were pairs or groups. So like it's hard for me to say rap people who I think would have been good to. Actually, I'm fucking lying. Cause whatever happened. Yeah, I know you're lying. No, right? <laughs> you say a lot of good points, but there's more behind no, no. it. Cause I, I was just scrolling through my shit real quick. Whatever happened to that that Joel Santana Lil Wayne project that we that we? Oh, was, I can't feel years. my face. Like we we got we got some taste good. we got some taste mm. from them, but we never got a full project from them. But and you know what? We some, only that had was like something one I was hit. always looking forward to: Prime Lil Wayne and Prime Joel Santana. Ooh. That was one of my so, that was one of the things I was looking forward to and never got. Here's my final question. And this is this is gonna cause controversy. All right, oh God, let's do this. Go. Do you think that artists like Michael Jackson and Prince could be as great as they like historically are now? in our streaming era if they were making music now. I think so. And the reason why I say that is because Thriller is nine tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I brought up this point uh, a couple of episodes and ago. And everybody's putting out albums of 20 plus. But how many people are finishing those albums? <laughs> but but that's my point. Like, does a nine, would a nine track album now like make the same would, would it do, so. like like would it cause the same impact as the 21 track joint for the streaming because we know people I, put I think arguably I would say it's even better than the 20 track thing because the, what they say oh, I agree what they say about this generation and the whole streaming thing is that it's hard to keep people's attention like the one, they they listen to two minutes, three minutes. I think we had conversations about this before, like about these short tracks. And we like, yo, we wanted it to be longer. 
but Jarrell has a lot more experience. I'm sure you do too about like what people are looking for when it comes to streaming content. And it's like Jarrell was like a, apparently like according to like analytics, like two two minutes, two and a half is is the sweet spot. Cause that's, that's the time that you're keeping people's attention. So I think the shorter the project right now is arguably, arguably better than a longer project. And that's actually why Kanye West did that run of albums where they were only seven to eight tracks long. And each track was only like two to three minutes mm-hmm. because he was like, Oh, analytics wise, this is what is fitting in the current stream of music. And also this is the minimum requirement to be able to get a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I just think about it. I'm like so much of today, people's arguments are numbers. Yeah. Like the, the, the really, the ridiculous argument that people were having, like, is Drake bigger than Michael Jackson at his peak? We had that and conversation like, another time. Too. <laughs> I'm, like, face. <laughs> I'm like, never at all. Not once. In I the hate world. the <laughs> I hate the internet so we much. had we had that conversation and I was talking about how uh, there was a post where uh, Michael Jackson had a whole bunch of people outside his hotel room and it was like streets were flooded and I was like this was before the internet by the way <laughs> they found his location off of somebody and just like word of mouth for cell phones yeah. before you were <laughs> folks was paging people <laughs> And this was like this was all word of mouth type shit, and they popped up like like it wasn't like, like you have internet now. Ain't nobody bringing that kind of impression to anybody to where we all gonna pop up at somebody's uh, somebody's hotel. Like, oh my god, come outside perform. That's never happening. It'll never happen. Honestly, I don't think it'll ever happen. Honestly, I feel like if they came out now for the first time, they will be a whole lot bigger and make a whole lot more noise than them coming out back then. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And and how big performing was back then. Performances are nowhere near as big as what they are. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there's so much that they did that people would just discredit. I mean, like, people are roasting Omarion right now. <laughs> for that little, for, the little dancing shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's wrong, man. It's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know how many TikToks people will be making about Michael Jackson with the kick yeah. into the moonwalk, dog? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be a whole thing. But it's one of those things where, like, numbers rule. And I just look at, in the streaming world, having more songs is where they say it creates more real estate for you to succeed. And it, yeah. it doesn't create classic mm-hmm. albums. Right. Yeah, That's why I look, I, I love Chris Brown. But I'm like, yo, dog. I don't know if you got a classic project. Especially recently, man, Ooh. Indigo, like, it's way yeah, too I, long. I was about to bring up that one. I was to say, like, I don't, I, I listen to maybe, like, a Heartbreak quarter on of that album. is like, how many, listened. like, 42 tracks? Like, that's a long-ass album to listen to. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can surely find one. Chris Brown's Wait, a legend. No, I, feel like, I feel like his we first, can't agree first and second on albums are pretty good. But we can't agree on Indigo. Like, let's keep it recent. We're not going to go back to when he was a teenager can we not? Indigo is not a classic. Agree on it's Indigo. not. It's not a classic album. No. Really? Have y'all no. listened to all the songs? Too many songs the same. She's biased as fuck. I just want to point that out. Who's biased? I was skits. not a fan. I was the biggest intact. <laughs> like I did not like Chris Brown Wait, when he so, first came okay. out. It was Nicole then. It was more. Internet. <laughs> I would argue that. I, I would argue that X is probably a classic album. 
or film? I would give it to the second project before X. Mm. Mm. The one mm. with Kiss Kiss? Mm. What the kiss, kiss, wait, but you're gonna ignore Poppin and Yo and excuse uh like like his first project was his first, his first project was his good. first project was great. I, I would say his first project was classic. Yeah. But it's but but I'm saying because when we think R and B albums or like even pop, if we threw them into the pop category, right? Who's his? Who's he always compared to? Who's the two people? Usher and Michael Jackson. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he ain't got a confessions, bro. Yeah. Ah, there he goes. <laughs> That's fact. I gotta sit back on that. That's fact because he ain't got no confessions. But then again, Usher did not write that. That was JD Dupree. Mm, and he wrote that on the still waiting for that, but I don't think it's ever gonna come out. That's just me. Hold on though, but how about the I need a girl? I just want to throw this in there because I saw that this was a uh, this was a debate that's been going around on Instagram lately between I need a girl part one and I need a girl part two. Now we had Usher on one, and then we had Genuine on the other. The Usher one. I don't remember which part oh, was which. Oh, so Brandon, you on part two? Okay, okay. The one, the one that had the Usher, Usher I say, yeah, it's better. I don't remember so which part that one was. For, one for Genuine, one for Usher. Oh, Usher. Oh no, no, no. The second one's the one with Usher. No, the first one's the one with Usher. Hold up. <laughs> can we find, can we, can we research this? Genuine is the one with part two. <laughs> Let's research to, it. It's on a shade. As you research to answer your original question, uh, Brandon, I I don't know if it would have the same impact today, just because like the labels like are now connected to the streaming game and and then a lot of that music and performance was like for that particular time. You know, like today with this type of with how a lot of the performances are now, I just don't know if it would resonate as much. Like I don't know. And then also like Prince being like, you know, he was so strong with like owning your masters and being very much against like the labels and things like that. Like, really, really being with, you know, really, really inspiring other artists to what like chance once was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah till, till the big day came out and I was like, oh. <laughs> that was a nice paycheck. Dog. I'll take that. <laughs> we all know what it was. You, you, you can't pay chance. <laughs> Yeah, well, he had the hats. You know, he made it up with all the hats he sold, uh, all the three hats. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard question. I don't know if it would have the same impact. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't. It, they, they wouldn't be any less of legends. But as far as like the from a number standpoint, I think it would be skewed just because it's skewed now. You know, so I don't that, know. But that's my thing because I'm like, if Chris Brown was putting out a nine track album. I think he'd have way more class. Yeah. Mm. Focus on making those like, line tracks great instead of just releasing a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you feel me? A bunch of I'm emotion. like, duh. Like, create something that's that's like cohesively powerful. Because like mm-hmm. I listened to Thriller on my drive here to Vegas and I, I was surprised it was that short. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, dog, but I forget you had to it had to fit. On a freaking record, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a I time. see, and I said, I, I always say this, and I, and I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but I don't care. I still say that Bad is better than Thriller. I think Bad's a better album. Mm. Thriller is amazing, but I, I, Man, I, I see the human nature, <laughs> human nature, human nature. I gotta see the um, tracks on those again because just good friends, smooth so criminal. Human. 
Liberian girl. Is there? Oh, dog. I don't know, bro. It's human nature. I know. Human nature is fire. (laughs) And that guitar work is incredible, too. Like, like, just like all around it. Like, yeah, it's it's a great song. Wow, that's crazy. Because one of my favorites, looking at like the albums and when it came out, is not even out of those two. It's Off the Wall. Off Off the the Wall wall. is one of my favorites. Off the walls, yeah. Man. I mean, like Michael Jackson didn't really miss. Man. <laughs> like, if we hits, bro. Like, even some of his, even like his, what was his, his last, uh, his last album? That wasn't too bad. This is it. Blood on the dance floor. That one I didn't care about. Blood on the dance floor. Blood on the dance floor was slept on. Blood on the dance floor. Because here's how Thriller starts. Wanna be starting something is the first track. Brilliant. Then we go into arguably the least known track, which is Baby Be Mine. Mm. Oh, no, that's a good mm. song. Then The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Paul McC- yeah. Thriller. Beat it. Beat it. Billie Jean. Billie Jean. <laughs> Human Nature. PYT. Mm-hmm. The Lady In My Life. I'm like, Bro. every single one of these was on the radio. <laughs> every single yeah. one. I think I was referring to Invincible. I think that was one of was last ladder projects where it was like it wasn't this is, this is it bad. I thought this is it was the last oh no that was well this is it was like tour. after he passed but I, uh I thought this is it was and him. then this bad album because I gotta fly. compare this now because that's a you made an interesting oh, point because yeah I'm like oh bad and the way you make me feel is like oh there's some but, heat on bad it's like it's heat. like with that album you gotta pick like for me I want to say five songs out of the 11 that I'm like, ooh, is it better than the whole project of Thriller, though? Because for me... Because here's the thing. I even love Speed Demon. Speedy was yeah. fire. I, I fucked with Speed Demon. <laughs> I can barely I remember the that video one. For that too. I for me, it's bad. The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, Dirty Diana, Smooth Criminal. Like, those are the ones that... Come. Leave me alone. Leave me alone, Leave too, me alone. bro. Hey, which one was that? Oh man, you gotta go back. Angles, we gonna sing it too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back to it. I don't really don't... remember just good friends. Oh, with uh with uh Stevie Wonder? Bro. That's an amazing is song. Is Stevie Wonder on here? Because he's yeah. not featured on the like... Stevie Wonder, Just Good Friends. That's a beautiful song. Great fucking song. That's one of yeah, those ones I'm gonna have to go back to. Oh, and a, it's just another part of me. It's oh, just another part of me. Now you see. But once again, it goes to the point that I was making earlier. This thing is 11 tracks, 48 minutes, and you can listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Duh, I look Very at this easy. Chris Brown. I look at this Chris Brown album, and I'm like, dog. Yeah, Indigo is ridiculous. It's Ridiculously like 20, long. It's like damn near 30 tracks. It it's is. overwhelming. And that's not even the extended version. <laughs> 45. I'm like, Chris, what are you like? He, he's got a cocaine run? Like, what are you doing? He's just creatively vomiting. That's what I call it creative <laughs> vomit. And high key, some of the tracks that he had like two songs on, the second part of the song was better than the first part, which was mm. way shorter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I freaking love Aura on the back end of Natural Disaster. Yeah. Like, that was fire to me. Or even Burgundy. Oh, Burgundy like, was amazing. Nah, man, I'm like, these 32-track albums, is, is it's ruining people's legacy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know I said yeah. this was going to be my last thing. I you think, said that a half hour ago. Even, Don't worry. We do the same thing. 
this is also my argument on Toby and Nigway. Mm. I love Toby. Uh, Houston dope. all day West. I love Toby. Houston. But but my thing with Toby is, will he get the love he will he get the love that he should get since he's never gonna have a classic album if he releases music this way? Damn, I never thought of that. I feel like he's gonna he evolutionize. Put- he's gonna definitely change up and deliver a classic sooner rather than later. Wait. I but no have... cap though, no cap though. I just want to interject really quickly. No right. cap though. Toby Nigue is like an underground greatness. Y'all remember how we used to have like underground mixtapes and underground artists back in the day? With the way the industry is now, he is. Is he underground? But he, I feel he's like, like he's, he's not, not really mainstream. Is that he's where he's not, been? But it's kind of like he <laughs> is because him. it's kind of like there's so many clones in the industry of today. Mm. It's like you're not mainstream unless you're a clone of like somebody that's already mainstream that everybody fucks with. It's like a blanket mm. of I fuck with you. And Toby Nigue is not a thread in that blanket of I fuck with you. You know what I mean? So it kind of makes ah. him an underground, but I, f- he is like he's dope. impeccable. Yeah. He's crazy. He's fired. Crazy. Same thing with like I, Nino I Man. I guess the reason I don't see him as underground is because like he he just did Rhapsody. Right. Yeah, but, but even but even then, Rhapsody is not rap- really like the mainstream it's platform. Just, it's an underground episode that just, just came, came back. back. Yeah. It's an underground, but, like, but it was underground also, back in the day. he did a performance at the BET Awards. The BET Awards. Who fucks with the BET Awards <laughs> like that anymore? No, we really? didn't the BET Awards. You know how much I would love to have a performance no, on that absolutely. Guy? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the BET Awards. Awards. So this is, this, kind of, this, is, this is kind of that conversation that we had about Tyler, the creator. It's like, we all mm. know like the BET Awards. Album of the year, by the way. He said what? Album of the year. Album oh, of the year. Oh, yeah. I agree. But, um, I agree. Get lost. So the, like he won, I think, album of the year for the BET Awards. And we were arguing that that was more important than any other award that he could have won because he was never really accepted by that crowd right. up until now. Yep. So it was like, like you know, we respect the BET Awards. As somebody like you know who grew up on BET Awards, obviously, like if if they wanted to like nominate us and give us something, it's like shit, I got a BET Award. But in retrospect, yeah. it's like it's it's not like like the BET Awards. They're looking at a specific group of people that's not being noticed by the rest of the world. Like I, I still remember when Eminem won one and people were happy. <laughs> I agree. I remember that shit too. They were not happy. It was like, mm. oh, this white boy, <laughs> he won Black Entertainment. What? It's like, yo, but I'm Eminem is sick. Rap album of the year, yeah. Eminem. Be like, oh my God. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, I get where you're coming from, but in retrospect, compared to what everybody is like listening to, like the, the general public aren't looking at BET awards. They're looking at Grammys. They're looking at Oscars. They're looking at all that yeah. other stuff. MTV. It's like, yeah, like the BET awards is for us for the most part. Like, it's true. I feel like that'd be but do you think sometime. Toby can become a legend without that classic project? Yes. The way he releases See, music, I don't even now, know. I, I don't even consider him being like at that point where he's made. Like he's very known to like hip hop heads. But if you ask anybody that just listens to hip hop who he is, they can be like, who? 
Like the casual fan will probably overlook what Toby's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I'm, the I'm same thing we say him. about Crit. Yeah. But no, no, plenty of artists. There's there's plenty of artists. Now Big Crit now Big Crit is signed up so like Yeah, but but how many but we, but how many, but how we many like casual hip hop fans do you know like oh Big Crit's up there? Nah, like I, nobody. I, nah, a lot of them. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, Big Crit does get love when when, when it's shown, like. Casual hip hop fans, I don't think so. Because folks will be like, Big Sean, way better than Big Crit. Yeah. Be like, because that's what they that's what they hear. The same phase now. Uh, I'm not gonna front. <laughs> I'm a casual hip hop listener in this sense because Big Crit. I'm like, I don't know who y'all talking about. You know Big Crit? Yeah. Uh, Big Crit, nah. Like I ain't gonna you know cap. I'm, to I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm like, I ain't. I could get the fuck out right now. <laughs> <laughs> go right now because yeah, I'm like time to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And then y'all say like oh Big Sean is better. First of all, Big Sean ain't shit. Like no, no, no. We, he was he was saying that as like no I was being yeah, facetious. Yeah. Oh okay cool because I'm about to say Big Sean is trash. No offense. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's trash but like I, I I don't think you could compare him to like a he's big like crit. recyclable trash. You know what I mean? You could throw him in the bin and then you'll see him again somewhere else, and he's like better That's than what crazy. he was before. <laughs> I just remember yeah. when folks was like, "Hey yo, Big Sean is up there with Kendrick I and J Cole." That so like, when that control verse came out, he was comparable, but now it's just mm. like he he didn't progress with them. I'm like, dog. He's recyclable. In what world? <laughs> Wait, right. that even back then. Back no, then, what? you gotta think. Good Kid, Mad City was out. <laughs> That's it. Right. That's all you had to hear. Right. <laughs> and twenty fourteen like, Forest Hills Drive was out. Word. Yo, and you I, had Sean spitting remedial people, bars. I, I hate how people overlook Born Center. Um, Brandon. So, after your residency, what do you plan to do afterwards? Um. Well. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, touring with Chakra is definitely a part of it. Um, we're working on trying to do like around like 30 to 40 shows here in the States and then going to New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, yes, uh, Canada, and the UK. Those are like the international spots we want to hit. Um, on my on my own, I plan, I have workshops that I'm doing in schools hey, for dope. the next, uh, with, for, from January to June, I'm doing four school districts. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I, uh, I'm gonna be help. I'm gonna be publishing a group of special needs students book. Hey, amazing! So you're doing a lot of community outreach, a lot um, of community work. It's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, trying to open Stockton's first black-owned uh, grocery store. Wow, wow. Nice. that'd be dope. That sounds like there's a lot of going on, man. That's amazing. I wish amazing yeah. on your endeavors. There's a bunch of other stuff that I've signed legal paperwork that I can't uh, sign. That I can't so sign. Yeah, I get that. Um, but uh, I'd like to make this last comment, and it's uh, it's just about something I mentioned earlier. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to make sure I, I like I uh, I came back to it. Um, so like 
Yo, Preston, I wanted to tell you, um, I really did appreciate your uh, religious input on the, in terms of like your thought process on hearing the album. Mm-hmm. Um, because for myself, like, like somebody who's like deeply religious um, and had to unlearn a lot of religion to learn relationship with God, mm-hmm. um, I related to a lot of the experiences that you mentioned and the ugliness of seeing these people who were immensely flawed and broken and being, but then being the most critical of everybody else. Yeah. Being like, oh, like, look at these evil people. And be like, do you not <laughs> see yourself in the mirror? Yeah. Like, do you not see how you talk about people, how you treat people, like all the malice that you carry? Um, and like, I, like those things are like, that's everything that I hope to be able to destroy through my personhood as a believer mm-hmm. for the world to be able to see that it's like, yo man, like, Christ is the complete antithesis of what all these people carry. Um, like it was a, like to hear you say that, hear you say those things was a really great reminder for me of the work that I'm called to do and what I have to continue to do, not just through my art, but in my life in terms of being like, I don't have to evangelize by telling you, Hey, yo bro, like you need to believe now today. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like that's like, that's not the objective, but like, to just continue to be a light to the world in the sense of like, yo man, like how do I treat people? Mm-hmm. How do I love on people? Um, would God, would Christ be proud of that? Um, and like today I feel like I was really, I was really happy. I got the chance to just like have this conversation, shoot with y'all and be able to enjoy the time, show all my flawed cursing <laughs> all the other stuff that I have yeah, going on inside of me. You know what I mean? Curse all over this um, motherfucker. Same. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. But also at the same time, like, be able to, I think, in a real sense, like, reflect a lot of the same, like, love, care that I always do through who I am, man. So, like, I appreciate the fact that you shared those things because it, it was, it, it really was a guiding stone for me to be able to say, like, cool, like, the mission's still pushing. Yeah. So, and, and that's like all you really can do. Cause I, I will say I have met a lot more, like uh, a, a lot more religious people in our age group. And it seems like they're in that same mind state where it's like, I'm not going to push it on you. I'm just show you by action, you know? And it's like, I, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with a bunch of religious people. I'm just like, don't push it on it's me. Just not <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, just don't push it on me. And we good. Like, <laughs> I just know I'm doing, I'm being a good person in general. And you, if you want to do that, you can do that. I don't need to believe in this. You, you don't have to make me believe in this. Like live your life. And honestly, that's the most important. Yeah, I feel, I, yeah, I feel like, cause you know, cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian myself. And like, Sometimes I feel like certain churches they they treat it like the leaderboards, you know. Yeah. Okay, how many people? How many people? How many people said yes to Jesus today? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, are these are these people really like? Are they re- are they really doing it? Or are they just you know like, come on now, you know? So like, yeah, I, I try to, I try to put fellowship in front. You know, because, you know, Jesus hung out with all kinds of people, Everybody. you know, people, addicts, you know, people, you know, homeless, Snakes. like whoever, like criminals, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like even the same soldier that put him on the cross, he healed homeboy's, uh, old boy's ear yeah. when, what's his name? You know, so it's, it's just, you know, you really have to have that fellowship, you know, to even have a conversation about it if the other person's willing to have and it. And so. what's that saying? Yeah. Uh, let he who 
hasn't sin cast the first stone or some shit like that. Yeah, let he who yep. have yet let he who without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, one of the most impactful verses that's been sitting on my heart recently is uh, when uh, the disciples went and talked to Jesus, and they're like, "Yo, like, you know, we got this person who's been sinning." You know, they're asking for forgiveness and you've been talking about grace a lot. So how many times should we forgive them? Like, what, seven times a day? Mm -hmm. And they thought that was like a really large number. And Christ came back and said, try 70 times, seven times a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I actually ended up getting that tattooed on me. Oh, shit. Recently. That's powerful. And it, because for myself, it's a constant reminder back to empathy, which we talked about from the album. It's like, yo, man, like, how can I not be empathetic and caring to people when I know how flawed I've been? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how can I not respect your autonomy that God gave you to say, I don't want that? Yeah. If God respects that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy how, how a biblical truth gets prostituted for selfish gain. Um, but that's a podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> Appreciate you, Brandon Lee. It was a pleasure having you, man. Wait, real quick, yeah, man, before you. we leave, what you've been listening to? We, we've been we've been trying to close out on that every week. What, oh, what's been in uh, your that, ears? Uh, I'm still listening to that Tyler Creator project, man. That's just brilliant. So um, good. Call me when you get lost. Um, uh, Isaiah Rashad's project still bump. Mm-hmm. Um. I prefer I prefer the Sun's tirade, but it was th- this one was pretty good. Uh, what's the name of the song? There's a there's one song that stays on repeat in my car. Headshots. Um, That's mine. Which one? Headshots. That was uh, crazy. Is that it? R.I.P. Young. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Young. I've actually been like, listening to that where one. Where uh, he's like. Bitch said I'm a cool cat. Fuck that. No, nigga, I'm a top dog. Get <laughs> shot. I, I love that whole vibe that he put on there. Um, and then uh, I've been idly listening to a bunch of alternative music. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's my bag. Because uh, <laughs> like, I've, I've been tearing down all these walls of, oh, that's for white people. That's for white people. Yeah. And I'm allowing myself to experience stuff. I'm like, man, like John Mayer is actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great artist. That's he's a great writer. Me, but, uh... He's a great star player too. <laughs> you like John Mayer? Continuum, yeah, continuum. That's James the white Blake? thriller. <laughs> <laughs> That's the white thriller, bro. Like, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, John. <laughs> but no, I've been listening to that a lot, and then um. I, uh, um, oddly enough, I've been going back to under pressure. Logic gets some respect. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's the only his time. Best, his best album and the only Absolutely. thing that I could, re- I could reasonably call a classic. Under pressure album. is fucking fire. And people, it like, is. I feel like they, like, mm. disrespect him. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yo, listen. There's a couple songs that no, I like. I'm like, but... if you have to mm. listen to Logic, I understand your opinion. But listen to this project. Just listen to I'm, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him that one. I think I, I, listened, to, I, think I listened to it once. I listened to the whole thing once. It was, it was pretty good. It was good. Uh, it was good. That song, Nikki, yeah. the storytelling, yeah. and how he describes his relationship with nicotine. I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. That, mm-hmm. Yo, that, that whole project to me is a classic. Absolutely. So, but no, that's what I've been listening to. 
I, for me, it, I went back to Call Me If You Get Lost. Um, the little little baby and Kirk Franklin fucking uh, Space Jam song been, been popping back up in my head. It's, it's always in our rotation, bro. It popped, yeah. it popped, up, it popped yeah. up in my head again. <laughs> I put it on my story this week, too. I was just like, Space Jam. And then, uh, the D Smoke and Sir song, uh, Common Sense, that, that project itself, I don't feel like it stood out enough to me. But yeah, it was that amazing. song, that song, Common Sense, is, is, is I've been going back to for sure. Um, and John Redcorn by Sir. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's, that's my favorite song <laughs> on his album. Yeah, we did. Fucking, yeah. And then, and then yeah, other John than that, I've just been like hitting shuffle on my music, like go to all songs and hit shuffle. So uh, I haven't been listening to anything too specific lately. Currency dropped the album, no. Um, mm. Our boy Shaw Calhoun dropped the album that's now on streaming yeah, service. Yeah, it's still got oh, yeah. yeah, it's good. Shout it's really good. Him. Mariana, it's really good. Um, yeah, Silk Sonic has a release date now, November. Finally, I think it's, like, I think it's like November twelfth or something like that. Finally, man. Oh that's damn! Now. Right before Christmas. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be a Christmas ass right. album. I hear it. It's gonna be a bomb ass album. I already know. <laughs> so we gonna have a lot of September babies. And funny. by the way, that's nine tracks. <laughs> Dog, I'm telling you, bro. If people would I think just, you're if people would just be like, mm, it, we yeah. we would have so, music would be so great. Yeah. Just condense a little, yeah. more. just a little bit. Condense, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think I made that argument a couple episodes yeah. ago. But yeah, well, I feel like yeah. we talk about that a lot. <laughs> we do, we do. Like, this was not needed to take it out. <laughs> Go from thirty to twelve. Exactly. You ain't even got to go to under. You ain't got to go to single digits. Go to twelve. Being indecisive. They're like, but mm-hmm. the deluxe though. But the deluxe though. But the deluxe though. I'm trying Kelly, to think though. the only really long album I call classic is Confessions. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Like, Confessions is a long album. It, it is pretty is. long. It's too long, it? but it's. But it's, it was yeah. all good though. But I'm like that thing nearly twenty tracks. Damn. <laughs> it's pretty long. It was all emotion. <laughs> and so, uh, well, so yeah. we can get to closing this out. Um, what you been listening to, Nasha? Oh, uh, I've you been... still on uh, Oh Boy? Uh, oh Boy. The, the uh, saxophone? Kenny G? Sec- nah. KG. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Kenny G last week. I'll be, I'll be honest, I was. But this week, I've been on uh, St. John. Mm. I don't know if y'all familiar with St. John. Yeah. Oh, he's fire. I like his. I, like I, his. I love him. Ooh, we, you're the one the that first... put me on the St. John, actually, with Monica Lewinsky. I most have. She's Monica my Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. High, school re- high School Reunion, that's one of my favorites. That's a dope fucking song. I love mm-hmm. that song. Like, hi- it's his whole first album, Ghetto, Ghetto Lenny Love Songs. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Nah, I could play it's it dope. on yep. Shuffle. Fire Project. And not skip a song, not once. Like, I yeah. love St. John. Yeah. I've been on him since 2019. I've, I've been loving his first. I don't really like his second project mm-hmm. too much. But um, other than St. John, it's been Snow, Algera. Oh, Snow, Allegra? Um, Allegra, Algera. Snow, Allegra has the most beautiful voice. Allegra, Algera. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love her. I've, I've been on her. And then um, she's been on repeat. And then who else? Because I'm going through what I've been what's 
what I've been listening to right now, and I'm like, oh, and Burna Boy. Mm-hmm. This this mm. this one song, this one song, it's it's on his album twice as tall. It's called Bank on It. I'm like, yo, Burna Boy <laughs> is my Burna Boy is like my spirit animal. I love that guy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And what you been on, Chris? Bro, uh Gold Mouth by Lou got me in a headlock right now still, bro. Bro, same. I haven't yeah. gotten around to Changes today, with BJ, the Chicago kid, man, is just like, yo, it's amazing music, man. Yeah. I, I love me some BJ, the Chicago kid, for sure. I, I need to get around to that project. Gold Mouth's good, bro. Yeah, I've been on the same shit, too. GD is dope. I love Gold Mouth. <laughs> exactly. Gold Mouth! Like, between every song. Yeah, no, it's 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 inc- like it's an inc- really good fucking album. They, like, just inst- from instrumental like ways and then just him being an artist like it's really fucking good and he's it's crazy because like uh he put a post up he said um like his dad recently just died oh damn and, um, man. he was saying like that he appreciates that he appreciates all like the love from like the album you know but he's gonna like be off the grid but yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a really good fucking album highly recommend it and then what you've been listening to you Go mouth. Yeah. Like he came yeah. with the co Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Chris on this one. Go mouth. That's that's it right there. So yeah. All right. So uh, with that, be the end of episode 24. Thank you, Brandon Leak, for coming through again. Thank you, um, my man. Yes. Just just to uh, plug you again because you didn't you forgot your underscores too earlier. Brandon underscore Leak, L E A K E underscore C T M. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. him on Instagram. Well, and then uh that's 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 all we got. I mean I, I keep saying that, but we on like two hours now. So well y'all going to bed. Have a great night, yo. Peace, love, all that good shit, guys. Have a great night. Peace, love and soul. <laughs>